0: It's so good to, uh, to see you all. I see a lot of faces, a lot of faces. There's families that, are, uh, that have gathered together, the, the Kim family, the Mendoza family, the um Shajin John, and um, the Sean Kim family, and it's, it's amazing to see all of you here together, and this was so good. That wasn't it amazing I wish we could clap all of us you know how what do we do uh, Bob you've got to teach us to kind of put those claps on the screen or something this this stuff you can do with um uh, with uh, technology put cheers claps and all those kinds of things together. I thought that was just amazing. thank you so much thank you technology people for getting that awesome awesome video together um uh, it is. It's so powerful, isn't it? Um, uh, and that that verse that um, that you read, Bob, uh, so powerful um, from from Hebrews chapter ten. Hebrews chapter ten. And it's probably worth me reading that again. Uh, Hebrews chapter ten, beginning at verse nineteen. It says, "Therefore." And whenever you read that word "therefore," you've got to ask the question: What is it therefore? Why is it there? Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter into the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, opened for us through the curtain that is his body. And and we reflected on that when we were uh, um, going through the the remembrance in in the Good Friday evening service. Um, And this goes on to say, and since we have a great high priest, Over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings. Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And that's what the book of Hebrews is all about. He's the one who spoke long time ago. He bought, brought creation into being. And then he spoke through his prophets. And, and then um, in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son, through his son. And let us consider, verse 24 says, how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together. That is so powerful because that's what we have done, right? Uh, it's so powerful that uh, that the the witness of um, Redeemer life is so very clearly seen, and and the Reichenbachs talked about um, just seeing people on the streets and the paths, and and you know waving and saying hellos, and 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 realizing that even though times are uncertain, yes, this is an uncertain time. No one knows how this coronavirus um, uh, thing acts and what's gonna happen in future. We don't know, we listen to scientists, we listen to people that, that are um, um, coming into the news media, whether it be CNN or BBC or, or or CNBC, whatever it may be. People do not know. We don't know what's going to happen in the summer. We don't know what's going to happen in the fall. We don't know if there's going to be a second wave in the winter. But God knows. That is the point. That is the point. And the point is that that there is a community of people who stood behind the bakers. That was so amazing. We prayed for Steve. God, heal will Steve. God, keep A and Anya safe. And, and there's so many of... You who who brought groceries, who who cooked meals with so much love. That is what a community is all about in the time of uncertainty. Because there are things we cannot control, but there are things that we know what we must be like, and that is what Redeemer life is like. Um, That is uh, right in the midst of angst and uncertainty, there is certainty that we can, we can trust our God. And because we can trust our God, we can trust each other because we trust in a God who is in control of all of history. That is what we are going through. Also in our time of um, meditation during this time that is called tide, we are coming together in prayer. And, and I would encourage more and more of you to join in prayer at 8.30 in the morning. And we pray for all of these things. We thank God for all of these things. Um, and um, uh, we pray for, for God's protection of each family. I know that there are others in our in our church family who are involved with, um, with, uh, with in health care and and some have been exposed to COVID-19 patients, we need to pray that God would continue to keep us safe and secure, keep our families safe and secure, keep our parents and and grandparents and all these people who are most vulnerable, safe and secure. We prayed about uh, students of mine who uh, who, are, who are COVID-19 now because they're in healthcare, uh, and others whose parents are have um, contracted this disease. But God can hear our prayers, so let's continue to pray and thank God for His care for for the bakers. Um, Uh, next week of course is is our um is is mother's day and so i would encourage you to to you know praise god along with steve baker that was so powerful for him to say that he's so thankful for a our our wives and mothers let's let's celebrate them next week so be ready for that okay um I want to return back to uh, Eastertide where, of course, we began this narrative with, with the realization that Jesus came to a group of people that were in angst he met them on the road to Emmaus and they were talking about their deep angst and their frustration and they don't know what's going to happen because so much was uncertain and so much was unclear and more than that they were scared of the Romans scared of the the people who are in charge of politics and and government and so on and so forth and and Jesus comes and walks alongside them and 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 then this series we talking about what kind of a, a word would jesus have given to a people who are uncertain to a people who are so scared to a people who are so vulnerable what would he have said on that, that on that road to emmaus and and my sense is that jesus would have sung songs Because those words that that Jesus reflected on is the memra of God, the word of God. It's always found in poetry in the Hebrew Bible. At some point, I would like to take you through all of those poems in person, but why, before we can do that, let's do that while we are, when we are going through this Easter tide season. Um, geez, there is poetry that's found in Genesis, Genesis chapter one. There's poetry that's found in Genesis chapter two and Genesis chapter three. If you look at your Bibles, you'll find, thankfully in the English translation, you'll find it indented. That is poetry, that's what Jesus would have referred to. And and we refer to poetry in in those passages. We talked about the poetry last week that is found in the book of Exodus chapter 15, that's poem as well. Jesus would have sung it. You know, that's the thing about uh, ancient methods of preaching, it's mainly singing and stories. It's only nowadays that we go to places like North Park and to Trinity and you have these very austere professors who say, oh, you've got to learn to preach a three-point sermon. It's got to be rational and it's got to be uh, a well-thought-out true sermon. And, and so you have three points, four points, five points, and so on and so forth. That's not how it was done during the time of Jesus. They sang songs and those songs were then... Um, explained. Uh, there, There were stories told. That's what you find in the Gospels. That's what Jesus would have done. So I want to turn to the Psalms. Those would have been songs also that Jesus would have sung. He sang a song, remember, we talked about that on the cross. He sang Psalm 22 and 23. And some people say, think that Hyundai said, "Eli, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Well, people don't realize that that was the heading of Psalm 22 and Psalm 23. Those were the last songs that Jesus sang. So now he was singing these psalms them, he was singing the songs right through the Bible. And he comes to Psalm one and two, and he talks about the kind of community he wants them to be because he himself, the Messiah was that kind of a person. So let's read Psalm one and two. I have it here in my Bible. It begins this way in, in, in the New International Version, that I'm carrying here with me. It goes on to say, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked. And Jesus would have sung this so beautifully in Hebrew. They would have sung it along with him. Wouldn't you you have wanted to hear Jesus sing? The risen Christ singing? I would have wanted to be there, isn't it? Ashrei Shasher lo halach. Baat in, in, in Greek, of course, makarios anair, makarios aner. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the Torah of the Lord, he meditates on his Torah, his word day and night. Is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and whose leaf does not wither, and whatever they do prosper. Not so the wicked they like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. And it goes on into Psalm 2, because Psalm 1 and Psalm 2 are one psalm. In the original text, why do the nations conspire and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. The one in the throne of heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebuffs them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath saying, I have installed my king. Who is he? He is the Messiah. That's what the word anointed means. Mashiach, he's the Christ. That's what Psalm 1 and Psalm 2 is all about. I have installed my king. I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father, ask me and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth, your possession. You will break them into with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise, be warned. All the nations, this is pan, pan, pan in the world pandemic, right? I will make the nations pan nations. I will make the nations your inheritance. What? What the Lord celebrate his rule with trembling. Kiss the sun, or he will be angry, and you'll be you, you and your way will lead to your destruction, for his wrath shall flare up in a moment. Blessed are all those who take refuge in him. You see how Psalm 1 and Psalm 2 has this inclusio in literary terms. That's what it's called. It starts with the word blessed. And that's what David King sang about. That's what, that was the witness of our, uh, of the video that was presented to you. The idea that edema life is a blessed community. Why? Because our Messiah is the Blessed One. And Jesus would have looked at those disciples and saying, would have said to them, don't be in angst, don't be in pain, don't be confused. Haven't you read in the Bible? You, in spite of all this uncertainty, in spite of of all this fear, you have to be a blessed community. Why? Because blessed is the man. And that man is Jesus, the Messiah so must you be a blessed community. So instead of pandemic, he says, P B Panmacarios, pan makarios, pan blessed. Be pan ashere, be pan plan blessed. That was the commission that was given to the people of Israel back way back in the the Torah, in which God says to them, you shall be blessed community, O people. Be a blessed community. I'm taking you out so that you would be blessed. Let people look at you. And in spite of uncertainty, may they see your blessedness. Psalm 32, right through the book of Psalms, I think Jesus would have underlined those to to these disciples. Blessed is the one uh, whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Don't you know your transgressions are forgiven? Be blessed. Psalm 34, verse 8, taste and see all the time. The Lord is God. If you do that, you will be blessed. Psalm 40 in verse 4, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Keep on trusting in him. That's what Jesus said to his disciples while he was singing these songs. Blessed are all those who have have regard for the weak, for the poor. You have a commission. Be aware of people who are weak, who are downtrodden. who don't have food. They can't go to the groceries. They don't have any food way of going to places, go and be a blessed community, so Jesus would have sung all these psalms, blessed, 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 there's so many blessed songs, makarios songs, and then Jesus would have reminded them, about what he said to them when he went on the, the on the mount, and it's called Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heavens. Matthew chapter five, blessed are those who mourn for they'll be comforted. That's okay, your mourning will be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for justice, for righteousness, for they'll be filled. Blessed are the merciful for they will show mercy. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they'll be called the children of God. That is your commission, said Jesus, to these people on the road to Emmaus. And that is what Redeemer Life is, isn't it? It's a blessed, 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 a pan-blessed community in the midst of a pandemic. And then Jesus would go on to say, but you also need to realize this. That right in the midst of being a pan-blessed community, you also have to be a pan-distancing community. What we all heard heard all about, social distancing, right? Here it is. Look at Psalm chapter 1. Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who who does not walk in the step of the wicked, who does not stand in the way of of the sinners, who does not sit in the company of the mockers. Do you see that? How can you be a blessed community? There's certain things you have to distance yourself from. Pandistancing community. Distance yourself from the wicked. In Hebrew, the word is Rasha, are these people. These are people who are hostile to God and to human beings. Distance yourself from them distance yourself from the khata, who are these people? These are sinners who intentionally sin and offend God and offend human beings around them. Distance yourself from them. Distance yourself from scoffers or mockers. This says this translation in Hebrew, that word is leads. It is those people who deride God who scoff at God and who scoff at humanity. They couldn't care less for everybody. Social distance yourself from them. Why? Because if you walk, if you stand, if you sit, you become like them. When you become like them, you will no longer be a blessed community. Do you see that? So be a pan-distancing community. Thirdly, be a pan meditating community. How do you continue to be a, a blessed, a pan blessed community in the midst of pandemic? Meditate on God's word, meditate, delight be so delighted when you are in the presence of god and his word meditate on god's word let take it in and and eat on it day in and day out and i think that's one of the reasons why we we could that's one of the things we could do during this time when we cannot be uh, running around doing our day-to-day work let us Meditate on God's word. Be a pan-meditating community because when we are a pan-meditating community, we become a part of God's word. And God's word takes over us. His Messiah takes over us and we become a messianic community. Fourthly, be a community that's peaceful. Look at this. What kind of a person will you become? What kind of a community will you become? You'll become a community like, like a tree. That's like trees that are planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season. Whose leaf does not wither, and whatever they do, comes to fruition. Comes to fruition be like those kinds of people instead of being a pandemic community be a sanctu- pan sanctuary community a pantry community a pan peaceful community be a community where people want to come and hang around and say this is so peaceful and that's what redeemer life is isn't it it's a place where people would want to come and sit in the shelter, and say, this is so peaceful. I want to be here. I want to be here under the shelter of this tree. It's so powerful, because this tree is the tree that's the Messiah himself. That's what Jesus would have said to his disciples. And then, Fifthly, it's a pan-trusting community. It's a community that trusts in the Lord, who watches over this pan-blessed community. So what is the certainty of the redeemer life, of the pan-blessed community? The certainty is God himself, because God watches over the way of the righteous, God will watch over you, no matter what happens. Yes, viruses come and viruses go. Coronaviruses come and coronaviruses go. And and people do fall sick. Yes, yes, those things will happen in this world. But we need to realize that God will always watch over you. That's what Jesus would have said to his disciples. And then he would have gone on to sing Psalm 2 in which he would say, there will be oppression. And the early church suffered a lot of oppression, a lot of oppression. Those early followers of Jesus suffered all that Jesus himself suffered because that's what the wicked and the oppressors do. Why do the nations conspire and the people's plot in vain? The word that is translated as plotting, here is the same word that is translated in Psalm 1 as meditating. That's the opposite, right? When people are bent on doing bad things to a planned, blessed community, they will do that. But the Psalm goes on to say, why do they conspire? Why did the kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed, against his Messiah? Why did they do that? Because they've always done that. That's what the Romans did. When Rome was burning, they put the whole blame on Christians, followers of Jesus. Wait and see that's what the world will do, because that's what the world has always done in the context of pandemics right through history. Why? Why? And Jesus would have looked at his disciples and said, because there will be people, there will be rulers, there'll be people who would want to oppress because they have oppressed the Messiah. They've always oppressed the prophets, all the way from Abel to Malachi. But God is with you. That's what Jesus would have said. Therefore, be a panjoyful community. Be a pan-joyful community because, and and laugh. This is amazing laugh because God himself laughs, it says. Uh, The one enthroned in the heavens laughs because he says, ha, no matter what the world will do, no matter what happens with whatever pandemic it may be, you can laugh and be joyful. This comes from deep within you. Because God is in control. Serve the Lord with fear. Rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry. Be a community that's so full of the Messiah. This is a pan-global community in the context of a pandemic. It's a pan-gospel community. It's a pan-messianic community. It's a pan-ministry-oriented community. It's serving people right in the midst of whatever happens. That is a community that is a pan-blessed community. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Why? Because, ninthly, it is a community that knows that they can take shelter in God. They can take shelter in God. And because of that, it is a community that truly, truly is a pan-blessed community. So beloved, as we face this pandemic, may we be a community that knows all these pan words. May we be a community that's a pan-distancing community. We should not be like the rest of the world that doesn't care about God, that wants to deride God. We should be a pan-meditating community We should be a community that's a pan-peaceful community. Let society around us come and say that these are people who are peaceful. These are people who are peaceful. Why? Because it's a pan-trusting community. It can trust in God. It's a community that's pan-oppressed, but right in the midst of that, there is pan-joyfulness because we trust in a God who is in control and there's joy in him and there's peace in him. And therefore we are a pan ministering community. We kiss the sun, we kiss the Messiah and we serve humanity. That is Redeemer Life community. We're a community that knows what it is to be a pan refuge community to go and serve those refugees. My goodness, they've come here and they need our help during this time of pandemic. Go and serve them because we are a pan refuge community. Those are the ingredients of truly, truly being a pan blessed community. May we be, my beloved, a truly pan blessed community so as you go into the world and prepare for this very slow opening up whatever the stages may be stage 1 stage 2 phase 1 phase 2 phase 3 we don't know how it's going to happen but we know this that god is in control and our task is to be a pan blessed community, because our Jesus, the Messiah, is a pan-blessed God, and him we trust during this time. So, beloved, as you go into the world, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you, so that you would be a pan-blessed community, a pan-blessed serving our neighbors, serving Waukegan, serving North Chicago, serving Mundelein, wherever. God needs us. May we be a pan-blessed community. May we be a pan-peaceful community. May he give you his peace, his peace that knows no understanding, that's beyond understanding. Why? Because things may be falling apart. We may hear bad news in the media, but we can trust in this God who gives us peacefulness in the midst of all kinds of storms and pandemics. May he give you his peace that transcends all understanding. So hear this prayer. In Hebrew. bu ja V'yismetecha do nai we isme re haa so Lord bless, bless my sisters and brothers of the Redeemer Life family. And may this community increasingly become a pan-messiah community, a pan Blessed community where people will come and find shelter under those trees, under those oaks, and find Jesus. So bless each one, O Lord, in these days, in the days to come, and forevermore. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Let's spend some time in fellowship together now. Um, So Bob, you have something to say, right? Do you wanna share something with us?
1: Pulse Africa is not only a live music worship event, but a cultural experience. It is with such joy and blessing to learn a new genre of worship. I will be playing for you on May 16th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live. We will take you on a journey with artists all around Africa who are giving worship and praise to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We will also be raising money for Feed My Sheep Today Ministries in Nairobi, Kenya benefiting Kenyan orphans and families who need food and basic necessities. We have worked with this organization in the past, and thanks to your generosity, have had much success. However, the need is great. Many are sick and starving to death because they have no food, water, or even basic needs. We understand these times are hard for all of us right now, But many of us are still blessed with a roof over our head, clothes on our back, and food in our stomach. Galatians 6.2 says, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Every $10 donation you give enters you for a chance to win awesome prizes. 100% of the proceeds will go to this ministry. Now let me introduce you to my good friend and brother in Christ, Pastor Joseph Odindo, who runs Feed My Sheep Today Ministries.
0: Thank you, Sister Dana. My name is Pastor Joseph Odindo. I'm located in Nairobi, Kenya. I am the founder of Feed My Sheep Today Ministries. We are working with orphans, widows and the. Uh, poor people right here in Kenya. We are feeding them, clothing them, and also taking their children to school and also providing them with a the shelter. Amongst others, we are also making sure that they, we, they are uh, growing with to the Word of God. I want to thank uh, Redeemer Life Church for sponsoring Parts uh, Africa and also everyone else for their generosity over this uh Event. Africa.
1: <laughs> I hope everyone can make it. <laughs> okay. That looks amazing.
0: Great video. It's really good to hear the uh, the pastor in Kenya. Yeah.
1: He's a close, personal friend of mine, too, so he's awesome.
0: How long have you known the pastor?
1: Everybody. Two years. How did you, is this, um... I'm sorry, I didn't get that.
0: Sorry, I got distracted
1: by my kid. Oh, and <laughs> <laughs> <I> not <didn't laughs> actually ask a question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one flower. Just need two more flowers okay uh, i was going to but i lost my
1: train of thought sorry very tired today <laughs> i understand that <laughs> if you think of it feel free to message me
0: yeah
1: we're excited for it two years yep yeah. and we talk to each other regularly so he fills me in on where we've been sponsoring him privately for a while. So um, he keeps in touch and sends videos of the villages that he visits. And um, it our money goes kind of three ways. Um, his He actually has a team that travels with him if um, he's one place and they're another place. And they meet them in the villages, they feed them, they provide mattresses, um, clothing, basic needs, and also Bibles.